the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. So today, I'm. Uh, we started the show with the uh, school shooting and this 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 plea to uh, revive the Enlightenment, which which is what the movement was that created this country. The idea that man can rule himself is being lost because man's proving the the, the point that he can't, because he has he's given in to the the religion of the day our political ideology. And so we're changing positions. We're going back and forth. Nothing makes sense. Uh, There is no common sense anymore. When a class two lookalike firearm, a finger gun can get somebody in trouble because that's teaching our kids to be violent, but Hollywood, nobody's even talking about that or gaming where you're in a virtual world with a gun and you're shooting people's heads off. Well, that's nothing to worry about, but a class two firearm, something's wrong. We have no reason. And I want to start focusing on people who are using reason and are are breaking the norms. People who are, oh, think of this, open to having their minds changed one way or another. I think journalism is in real trouble because we are, we're just... You know what you're going to read from whatever, you know, uh, news organization you go to. You would think reading Politico that Politico is um, on the left. I think most conservatives believe that. Uh, I'm not sure that they would agree with that. But the editor in chief of Politico magazine, uh, Blake Hounsell, is uh, a guy who has written a piece lately that I, I don't know if he's getting heat for saying, wait a minute, hang on just a second. I'm not so sure about this Donald Trump uh, collusion charge anymore. Yeah, Blake, uh, I'm interested in this piece because it's a it's a it's an interesting piece it's called uh, "Confessions of a Russia Gate Skeptic," and you point out that there are really serious questions that need to be answered and serious things that have happened uh, as they've gone through these investigations. But you bring up an, an interesting uh, point, which is something I think we've talked about a lot on the show. We weren't big Donald Trump fans here uh, uh and um but i kind of felt the same thing that a lot of these claims about russiagate and, and the outward intentional collusion with russia may be overblown uh can you go through kind of how you came to this conclusion and i'd love to hear too uh if you're getting pushback from people who do seem to have an investment in making sure that this is true Sure, and, and thanks so much for having me on it, this is uh, something i've been thinking about for a while as i watched some of the breathless coverage of the Russia scandal. And, you know, by the way, um, let me just say that I think that the Russian meddling in the election is a serious matter. And I think so do we we saw in in the indictments in the, thank you, the indictments from uh, Mueller of the 13 Russians and the three Russian organizations. um, They definitely uh, tried to mess with our democracy. And that is uh, serious business. The question is really whether, Donald Trump was personally involved in cutting a deal with the Russians to help him win the election. And um, I'm skeptical for a number of reasons, one of which is that um, I watched the Trump campaign, and it was a mess. I mean, uh, it's certainly an achievement that they dispatched uh, a pretty strong Republican field 
and um, they beat Hillary Clinton, who was a, if not a formidable candidate, she certainly had a form formidable war chest and mm -hmm. uh, organs of the Democratic Party behind her. Um, but you know, remember this this campaign was really disorganized, and I think. Um, Steve Bannon, of all people, said it best when he said, we couldn't even collude with the Republican National Committee, let alone the Russians. <laughs> 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 and from everything that we saw covering the campaign, I, I think that's true. Um, I mean, these guys couldn't, couldn't organize a two-car parade. And, um, and also, this is something I, I didn't mention in the piece, but I, I think it's worth noting. Um, they didn't expect to win. So if they were counting on this sweet deal with the Russians to get elected, um, why were they leaking, you know, in the weeks running up to November 8th that, uh, that, they, they, that they were going to lose? They were all looking for their next gig. Um, Trump was, you know, quietly working on Trump television. And from all, by all accounts, he was shocked that he actually won. Um, so I don't think that kind of thing squares with this notion that there was some, you know, secret collusion. You know, having said that, he certainly seemed open to the idea. Right. I mean, there was the, the Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr. where he said, you know, there's this crazy email from this British promoter who says, hey, you remember that thing about how the Russians are going to help your father get elected? I've got some dirt for you. And Don Jr. emails back, you know, if it's what you say it is, I love it, especially later in the summer. But then there's no follow-up, as far as we can tell. You know, it's, it seems like it was a meeting um, on false pretenses by these people who were trying to get the um, Magnitsky Act sanctions lifted, uh, and it's not clear what their connection was to the Russian government. Um, I think the, the Trump people were disappointed because they were expecting some better dirt than they got, which was some stuff related to... Bill Browder, who's a former hedge fund guy who's been uh, funding and leading these efforts to sanction the Russians because his lawyer was killed in mysterious circumstances uh, years ago in Russia. So it's murky, um, but I think people have really gotten ahead of their skis. So I think there are lots of reasons to doubt uh, a sort of strong version of the collusion argument. So, Blake, I, I think we're in lockstep on this. Um, I, I, too, believe that the uh, Russians, I don't know if they were trying to affect the election as much as they are trying to cause chaos and distrust. I mean, that's their own words. Um, they, they are trying to uh, pit us against each other and destroy us from within. I mean, the enemy has to come from within for us to really fall, if you believe Abraham Lincoln. A house divided itself, against itself cannot stand. And we're doing a nice job at that. And, uh, yeah, we're we're doing great. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 doing that expertly. America's uh, number one. Yeah, we're yeah. number one of that. Um, the, the 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 do you see a willingness in the press to find the real answer, uh, which to me is the real answer is uh, Russia is real trouble, and if we don't pay attention and we don't start doing things uh, that we need to do, they are going to get better at this. Uh, and and uh, and 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 hurt us as we did them in the 1980s and, and early 1990s. Um, do you see a willingness in the press on either side to stop making this about Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump and make this about the Russians and what they're trying to do to us? Well, I, you know, I think it's hard to generalize about the press. There's lots of reporters who are trying to dig into the facts of the investigation. 
and you know um, there's opinion folks that are trying to make uh, score political points on one side or the other all the time. Um, I, I do think there is like a real bipartisan concern out there about how to stop the Russians the next time around. Um, but nobody's really talking about the point that you made, which is that um, the reason they were able to have any success, and it's hard to say what kind of success they had and how, how do we measure what the um, what the impact of their efforts was. Um, we are so divided as a country. We're tearing each other apart every day. Um, people are sharing, you know, fake and misleading news all the time. And um, because the partisan divide has gotten so wide and so deep in this country, um, it's like child's play for a country like Russia to mm-hmm. come in and manipulate us. I mean, when you see what they when you, when you see what they did, they took positions. I mean, on on what what is it? Uh, right after the election, they did a not my president and a celebratory, you know, pro Donald Trump party, both in New York city. They took the side of the cops against black lives matter and against the cops with black lives matter. I mean, that's all they were trying to do is to get us to the extreme to argue with each other and hate each other. Yeah. And they, they, they're doing a bang up job of it. I mean, remember that, um, People talk about how Michael Flynn went to that uh, Russia Today gala dinner in Moscow. Yeah. Well, guess who was there? Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate. Um, And she's never really adequately explained what she was doing there. Um, And then you have lots of evidence, including in the indictment, that the Russians were trying to help Bernie Sanders and boost his campaign during the election. Um, So, you know, you have to keep in mind that Vladimir Putin is a completely amoral guy. He doesn't really have an ideology other than Putinism. And, you know, he doesn't care whether he's supporting Republicans or Democrats or the Green Party or Libertarians or whoever. He just wants to cause chaos. Um, and, you know, it, it suited his purpose during the election to uh, help out Donald Trump. And then it suited his purposes after the election to boost the left and, and hurt Donald Trump. Um, this is a guy who only cares about power. And uh, frankly, you know, he's winning right now. How uh, back to Stu's original question, you getting any pushback from the, you know, the politicos of the world, uh, so to speak, uh, that are are, uh, you know, in want to make this the story of one side or the other, you know, Democrats, Republicans bad. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, you know, I was hesitant to write this, and I'd been thinking about it for a while uh, for exactly that reason, um, that I, I was afraid I was going to be accused of, um, you know, covering for Donald Trump or, you know, offering him support that he didn't deserve. And, um, you know, finally I just had to get it off my chest and, and say what I thought um, because, uh, you know, I, I think that people have gotten way out of control and beyond the facts on this. Um, yeah, I've gotten a, a fair amount of uh, respectful, not hateful uh, criticism on Twitter, uh, mostly from the left. Um, and so, and then there are people that are kind of welcoming me into one ideological side or another. <laughs> and I'm just trying to, well, you know, call it straight. Right. Blake, we're not trying to welcome you into one side <laughs> or another. What we're trying to do is say thank you for saying something that we know probably cost you uh, because you believed it. Not it's n- not because we believe it, but because you believed it. 
Uh, we need more brave people to actually say what they think is right and take that risk. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. You Thanks. Bet. And that's uh, Blake Hounshell, the uh, editor-in-chief of Politico. So it's a big deal when when something like this comes out. The article is Confessions of a Russiagate Skeptic. And I encourage you to read the whole thing because they go through piece by piece. Papadopoulos, Carter Page, uh, Michael Flynn, all the accusations and, and, and take them on in, in a way that I think is not expected by the rest of the media. So really interesting piece. We'll tweet it from at Glenn Beck and at World of Stew. Courage is contagious. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.